pray that you find you having a blessed day. Looking forward to getting in to God's Word together. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 6, and we'll be in Joshua chapter 7. Um, we're going to look at both of these chapters. We'll not be reading a ton of the verses, um, but we're going to be looking at a story um, that, unfortunately, I guess you could say is all too familiar in the sense of, uh, I know for me personally, I can find myself um, in this story, um, and it's the story of Achan, and what we'll be finding um, is a situation to where no matter how much God blesses, um, it's amazing how often we will still choose sin. Um, so we left off with um, the idea of worship. We left off with uh, God promised that he would help them in the conquest of Jericho, that the nation of Israel would be able to win the battle against Jericho if they would just simply walk around the city and worship. And he would allow the walls to come uh, tumbling down. And we also find that as we had shared the story of Rahab earlier, that when the nation of Israel comes in to conquer um, Jericho, that Rahab and her family uh, did exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, they are rescued and spared. Um, but God also gave them another command. And this is where um, we are going to um, pick up in the story. And um, we're going to pick up in verse 18. And it states here, But keep yourselves from uh, the things set apart, or you will be set apart for destruction. If you take any of those things, you will set apart the camp of Israel for destruction and make trouble for it. For all the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are dedicated to the Lord and must go into the Lord's treasury. So what you find is that when God told them to destroy and conquer uh, Jericho, they were supposed to utterly destroy everything and um, here, you know, whatever, if you want to say spoil was there, was supposed to go into um, the treasury. But there's always a, there's always temptations when God blesses. All right? And, and I, the reason why I say that is because it's so important for us to understand. I think sometimes we forget that in the midst of God blessing, Satan is always trying to bring about temptation. He is always trying to bring about failure. And... He is going to use the situation that's taking place here of God's great victory for the nation of Israel in Jericho to bring about temptation in one man's heart. And this one man is Achan. And Achan just got greedy. You know, and, and it was one of those things to where the reason why I made the comment that I can see myself in this story 
And, and to be honest with you, I hope by the time we finish this podcast, you see yourself in this story. Is that Achan didn't see a problem because Achan didn't think it was hurting anybody. That's exactly what Satan wants to do when it comes to temptation in our lives. When Satan brings temptation into our lives, what he wants us to do is he wants us to be able to look at that temptation and say, you know what? This isn't hurting anybody. This isn't bothering anybody. You think about this and the great victory that the nation of Israel has just had. They've had this great victory, and I want you to look at this situation here um, with Achan. All right? And here's what Achan ended up taking. All right? So let's go to chapter 7. And we'll look in verse 20. And what we're going to do is we're going to read that, and then we're going to build up to that. In verse 20 of chapter 7, it says, Achan replied to Joshua, It is true, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I did. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful cloak from Babylon, five pounds of silver and a bar of gold, weighing a pound and a quarter, I coveted them and took them. You can see for yourself they are concealed in the ground inside my tent with the silver under the cloak. All right, so let's think about this. In the grand scheme of things, and this is where I want you to understand what I'm getting ready to do. I'm not trying to justify anything. I'm trying to to show you the realness of this situation to help it to become applicable to me and to you and to help us to really be able to see things. Here is this situation that the nation of Israel goes in and they are utterly destroying Jericho. God has blessed mightily. They worshiped and the walls came tumbling down. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. And as Achan goes in, Achan sees this beautiful robe. It's just simply a robe. It's not a big deal. It's just a robe. Um, I'm guessing... It, it probably was a robe either made of purple or a robe made of maybe royal blue. Uh, one of those colors that was prestigious. And Aiken was probably just a common guy, never really had a whole lot. You know, he just plugged away, did the best he could. And here he is, he comes in and he just sees this, this robe laying here. And he looks at it and it's like, you know what? Man, if I wore that robe... Everybody would look at me differently. Everybody would see me differently. And you know what? It's just laying here. It ain't, nobody's even claiming it. It's, it. So, you know what? It's, it's not a big deal. And while they're going around and they're, they're, they're in, in the midst of all of this that's going on, he's able to find a small amount of silver, one bar of gold. And he looks at this and he says, you know what? This could literally change the course of my family forever. We don't have a lot of money. We don't have a whole lot. Of, and, and it's just laying here. You don't see anywhere where it says that Achan went and robbed somebody. You don't see where it says that Achan went and stole this. It just says that Achan said, I saw among all the spoils, I saw this stuff. 
I'm just guessing that basically this is one of those things when they were in, they were, they had entered the city and I'm sure there was stuff strewn all over the place. There was stuff just laying, uh, you know, on the streets. And as Aiken was coming in, he saw this stuff just laying on the streets. Nobody had claimed it. Nobody was grabbing at it. <clears throat> and Aiken just looked and said, you know what? Not only would this change my life, but this will change my family's life forever. And who's going to miss a robe? Who's going to miss five pounds of silver? Who's going to miss a bar of gold? In the grand scheme of it all, this is just a very small, minute amount. And when I look at it, how it's going to bless my family and how it's going to cause us, it's going to radically change us forever. We're going to have prestige now. We're going to be able to have all of these different things. And you know what? It's not going to hurt anybody. That is the exact temptation that Satan wants to put in front of us on a regular basis. And the reason why that's so important is because too often we live in a day and time where we think that the sin that Satan's going to put in front of us is this horrible sin that, you know, when we look at it is going to um, be so um, egregious. It's going to be so horrible. It's going to be so... Uh, you know, in, instead of this situation, what you had was you had Achan who found this old uh, man who was trying to escape Jericho. And he went up and he beat up the old man. He stripped the robe from him. He stole his money from him. That's the kind of horrible sin we would think. We don't see this situation right here as horrible. <clears throat> We don't see this situation where Achan just kind of wandered into the city here in the fray of everything that was going on and he found a robe laying there and he found the silver and the gold sitting there. You kind of look at it and you know what? We over-spiritualize that and we would make this comment. I, I'll, I'll, I know I would make this comment and, and I guarantee you would too. Look at the favor of God on me. Here I have, I've walked in here and God knows my situation. We've been praying for uh, God to bless us. We've been praying for God to uh, help our situation. We've been praying for God to bless us financially. And look here, not only has God blessed me with this robe that would allow me to be more prestigious and to enter into some groups that I'd like to enter into that's going to you know, bring a lot more you know, things for my family, but also... We've got this silver. We've got this gold. God's favor is on me. And Satan will help us to be able to use God in order to fall prey to temptation. Because the command was given to not take anything, but to take all the spoils and put it in the Lord's treasury. That was the command that was given. And when Achan is sitting here and he's looking at this, Achan is looking at it from his perspective, from his, his uh, family's perspective, and he says, you know what, this would bless me. You know, I'll give you an example as we continue here with some things that's happened in the past. And I, I want you to, to understand what I'm saying because, again, we can take this so wrong and we can take this as, oh, you know, Jeremiah, you're just being overly spiritual. But 
one of the things that I found in the years of pastoring and the years of ministry is that there's there's oftentimes people will come up to you and they'll say, Pastor, would you would you please be praying for me for this new job? And I'm always interested. And I want to, to probe a little bit more. So I'll, I'll usually say, okay, yeah, that would be great. Can you tell me a little bit about it? And this is usually what they'll tell me. You know, this is going to be so much better for me and my family. It's going to help me climb the ladder of success. And it's going to bless our family to, to have, you know, be a little bit more financially secure. Um, it's going to make me work more hours. And, and, you know, I'm not going to be able to be at church as regularly as I would like because I'm going to have to work on some Sundays and stuff and I'm going to have to do a lot of traveling. But, you know, it's going to be better for my family. And there's always part of me that looks at it from this perspective and say, okay, number one, if it's going to cause you to be traveling a lot more than what it is, it's going to make you be away from your family. If it's going to cause you to have to start working more hours and working on Sundays. It's going to cause you to not be able to worship with your family. And then the question is this, is if it's going to bless you financially, does that mean that you're, you're more excited about having a, more of an opportunity to give back to God or more to be able to put into your bank account? Because see, what happens is Satan is not making it sound bad. None, none of what I just said about that scenario sounds bad. It's just not good. It's not what's best. See, in John 10, 10, Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. The problem is, is we have a difference of opinion when it comes to abundance. We look at abundance as me getting mine more than God giving me what I need. And what I mean by that is this. It's the same situation here as Achan. God had blessed the nation of Israel abundantly. God had given them freedom. God had given them their own land. But in a moment, this normal common guy in Achan saw an opportunity to expand his territory to expand his social circle with this robe to financially secure his family he wasn't thinking about being obedient he wasn't thinking about bringing glory to God he wasn't thinking about making sure that you know, he prayed about what took place and he made sure that what he was doing, you know, aligned with God's heart. In that moment, he did what he thought was best for himself. And again, I know you may look at this and say, you know, Jeremiah, this, this is really, you know, you, you're kind of making a big deal about nothing. See, these are the sins that so easily beset us. You know, in the book of Hebrews, it says, lay, lay aside every weight that so easily besets us. These are the weights and the sins that so easily beset us. Because these are the things that we don't really put much stock into, but they trip us up. 
See, that job that you thought was going to be better for your family that caused you to travel more, guess what? You're spending more and more time away from your wife and your marriage is starting to fall apart. You're starting to notice that you're looking at other women a whole lot more. You, you notice that you're spending more time um, talking to other women than you are your own spouse. You find that when you come home from the, the business trips that your wife is a little bit more distant. You find that, you know, it's very hard to have that connection that you used to have. You find that the relationship with your children is not what it used to be because your children are wondering why you're never around anymore. You're able to buy your kids whatever they want because you have the money to do that. But you're not able to give your kids the most important thing, which is your time. Because your time is the most valuable resource you have. And what you start finding is that that job that you thought was exactly what God wanted you to have because you had been praying for God to bless you financially, you find now is the one thing that is a thorn in your side because now it's taken away everything. And what you find is that you sold yourself to what you thought was good, but you missed out on the great that God has for you. Because see, many times, this is one of the things that I think we can understand. Many times we pray for God to bless us more financially. Well, guess what? Maybe it's the fact we need to manage what we got better. God's already blessing us more financially than what we could ever imagine. The problem is, is we don't know how to manage our money. Maybe it's the fact that we're, we're, we're spending more than we're bringing in because we have a greed problem and we don't know how to say no. Maybe it's because the fact we're constantly wanting more, we're wanting better vehicles, we're wanting you know, a bigger house, and we're wanting to have more toys, and we're wanting to have all of these different things so we can impress everybody else. And what we're doing is we're going so in debt trying to keep up with the Joneses, and we're just wanting God to bless us with more money when God says, I've already given you more than you even know how to handle. Maybe we're wanting to start running in all these social circles so we start making sure that what we do is we start uh, making ourselves get involved in all of these extracurriculars, whether it be uh, you know social clubs, whether it be sports or whether it be whatever, and we try to run in all these different circles because we want to make sure that our family and our name has got this social status that belongs to it and that everybody knows who we are and that we can have connections and we can pull strings when we need to. <clears throat> so we're willing to sacrifice time with our family at church and we're willing to sacrifice making sure our kids get to church and we're willing to sacrifice all of these things just so that way we can make sure that we're running in these right social circles because right now we're looking at it and saying if we can run in this right social circle we can have these strings pulled and we can have these connections and we can be able to have these opportunities but what are you sacrificing in order to get it? See, Achan was sacrificing his whole entire family in order to try to take care of his family. Achan was sacrificing everything that he had in order to try to get just one more rung up the ladder. But let's ask ourselves this question, all right? You, Achan gets one more rung up the ladder. What happens now? All right, Achan wears that cloak and he's able to get into these social clubs. Well, guess what? In order to be in that social club, now you got to pay your dues. And now you got to make sure that, you know, you can't have just, you know, a few camels and a few uh, sheep over here, but you got to have your own herds and you've got to be able to have your own chariot and you've got to be able to have all this. So there's a burden that comes with that cloak that he has now. 
because not only does that cloak allow him into the social clubs, but now he's got to keep up that kind of status. Well, then he's also got to try to go through the rungs of the ladders in that status because you don't want to be the low man on the totem pole. You want to be able to climb that ladder. You know, now he's got a little bit more money. So they're able to go out and they're able to buy a chariot. But you know, the chariot they buy is used and it's not what everybody else has. And so nobody's stopping and gasping when he goes by because the chariot's got squeaky wheels and, you know, it only seats two people rather than his whole entire family. And so, you know, they need to make sure that they uh, go get him a bigger chariot that can take care of everything. What happens is, you know, there, there was an old saying when I was growing up, it was called, Mo Money, Mo Problems. You know, back in the 90s. And that's exactly the truth. So many people think money is what's going to solve their problems. And what they find is that money actually brings more problems. They think by being able to get into these social groups that it's going to solve your problems. It actually causes more problems. Because what you're finding is in order to keep up and to attain those things, you are constantly having to sacrifice something else. In order to be able to stay in that group, and in order, you've got to make sure that you keep up a certain level of status. You've got to make sure that, you know, everything looks just right and you've got to check all the boxes. And what happens is it becomes a burden now. And the one thing that you thought was going to bring you some joy, the one thing that you thought was going to bring you some financial security, the one thing you thought was going to bring you some peace is the one thing that's causing you to stay up at night. The one thing that's causing you to feel so tired because you're constantly run down. but Causing you to miss out on family time because you're so busy doing stuff that you're missing out on just spending quality time with your family. The one thing that you thought was going to allow you to, to do fill in the blank is what's taking you away from your worship. You're wondering why you don't feel the joy of serving the Lord anymore. It's because you've, you've taken Jesus and you said, you know, I'll catch up with you later. I've got all these other things that I've got to try to do. And the things that you thought God was, was actually putting in front of you that were blessings are actually the things that Satan put in front of you to tempt you to get away from God. See, it goes back to that whole idea of when Satan was in the Garden with Eden, uh, in the Garden of Eden with Eve. He didn't look at Eve, and, and it wasn't that the fruit was rotten, and it wasn't like uh, you know there was this dark cloud that come hanging over, and you know there was evil all around. Satan just looked at Eve and said, "Did God really say that? Man, this fruit looks amazing. Why don't you take a bite of it?" There was nothing that was horrible about that. There was nothing that was scary about that. There was nothing about all that that made her sit down and say, you know, I don't know what in the world uh, is so wrong with all this. That's exactly what he does to us. He didn't, he, like I said, he didn't have a situation here with Achan to where Achan went over and beat up this old man and took his robe and took all of his money. I guarantee when Achan walked into uh, the area, that stuff was just sitting there and he picked it up and said, nobody's going to notice. Nobody's even going to care. In the grand scheme of things, no one will even care about this robe and this small amount of money, but it will radically change my life. So we sit down and we say, well, what's so wrong with that? Here's the thing. What it boiled down to, and, and you lead all the way up to this, everything 
that Achan just did goes against what God was teaching them. Let's go all the way back to Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read chapter 1. I'm going to read starting in verse 6. He told Joshua, Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers and give them as an inheritance. Above all, be very strong, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction of my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. When you sit down and you look at this and you go all the way through in every situation, you find the same exact thing, and that is this. God is telling Joshua and the nation of Israel, and in every situation, I want you to simply trust in me. I want you to trust that I'm going to give you what's best for you. I want you to trust that I'm going to help you succeed. I want you to trust me that I'm going to give you exactly what you need in order to be able to prosper. And what Achan did was Achan took matters into his own hands. The same way that we do. And what we do is we justify that by saying, you know what, God put this in my path. God wants me to have this. The problem is, is God commanded, don't take anything. But Achan looked at it and said, you know what? This isn't going to hurt anybody, but this is going to bless me mightily. You know what? It ended up not blessing him. It ended up costing him and his family their lives because they had sinned against God. Joshua, when they went to fight Ai, they didn't even hardly take any men, just a few thousand men, because Ai was so small. They went down and Ai utterly defeated the nation of Israel. And Joshua comes back and says, Lord, what in the world is going on? And God says, listen, you got sin in your camp. Someone took it upon themselves to try to take care of themselves without trusting me. And this is what happened. And notice what he says here at the end of verse 12. He says, I will no longer be with you unless you remove from among you what is set apart. He says, what you need to do is you need to figure out what in the world has happened. You need to find the sin and you need to eliminate it. What it does is it shows us that even something so, what we would consider so minute as Achan just randomly finding a robe on the road, and some money and all that kind of stuff and taking it and trying to be a blessing to himself, he affected the whole entire nation. And God said, if you don't take care of that sin, I'm not going to bless you anymore. And see, what we, what we see from this is it, it's not that God doesn't want to bless us. God doesn't want us to try to take care of things on our own for this reason. We have no idea what's best for us. So you go back to the job situation that I was telling you about. There's so many people that they look at it and they say, if I can just get this job, that's what's going to be best for my family. You don't realize that it's going to cost you your marriage. It's going to cost you the relationship with your children. And it's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you your relationship with the Lord. All of those things, because you're going to be so busy, you're not going to, yeah, you're going to get money. You're going to get the money. But money can't buy happiness. 
Money can't buy your relationship with the Lord. Money can't buy your relationship with your children. But we're so convinced that if we can just get that money, and so what do we do? We believe that because we get that job that God gave it to us. You know what? Sometimes Satan gives us these things because he knows that we want it so bad that he knows it'll jeopardize our walk with the Lord. It'll jeopardize our marriage. It'll jeopardize the relationship with our kids. That's why it's so important not to just automatically think because something happened in your life that you think you've been praying for that God's going to give it to you. It may not be God that gave it to you. It may be Satan has put a temptation right in front of you to see if you're going to take it and then blame God for it and say God gave it to you. So what we learn from this situation here is that sin, it's not ranked. It's not whether it was big or little. Sin always brings death. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's obedience and trust in the Father. Obedience and trust in Jesus. So I hope this has been a challenge to you. I hope it's been an encouragement to you to help you to be able to kind of look at some things in your life and just say, you know, I I wonder what God's really wanting to do. And kind of look at some things in your life and just ask yourself right now, am I making sure that I'm putting God first or am I putting all these other things first? And see if, unfortunately, we might be giving in to more temptations than we are obedience. So I pray this has been an encouragement. Uh, We look forward to getting into God's Word again next week. And I pray you go out and share your story with somebody and tell them about how wonderful your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is.